Armed American Radio listeners, today's Armed American Radio's recorded version of the national radio broadcast, the Armed American Radio podcast, is being brought to you today and every day by North American Arms. Make sure to visit NorthAmericanArms.com for the finest mini revolvers on planet Earth. NorthAmericanArms.com. Enjoy the show. is Armed American Radio. If they want to take my guns, they're going to have to bring a station wagon and a whole lot of friends because I'm not giving them anything. From the Car Firearms Group studio. On the Sig Sauer Platinum Microphone. Mark, we know they want to take our guns, and now we're going to make them eat it. Freedom might be an uphill battle sometimes, but freedom will always prevail. Proudly presented to you by X-Insurance. X-Insurance. Here is your host of Armed American Radio, the loudest conservative voice in America fighting for your rights, Mark Walters. 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 And here we go. Greg in Dallas, Texas, the third hour of the show is now upon us. It flies right by, my brother. Sure does. Good heavens. Man, I tell you what. And hey, uh, let me take this opportunity to welcome WECU AM 1570 in Winterville, North Carolina, Greenville, New Bern, Jacksonville, North Carolina. Welcome to the program. You are carrying all three hours of the show. This is your first AAR roundtable. So welcome in, also on 107.5 FM in the Greenville, New Bern, Jacksonville area. Love that area of North Carolina. It's pretty there. It's really nice. You guys are tuned in, and I am Mark Walters, filling your prescription for freedom today and every day here at AAR Ranch. Today in the Car Firearms Group studios on the Sig Sauer Mike X Insurance presents it all. Welcome in. Greg, would you be kind enough to tell people and our new listeners where they can watch the show should they decide to do so and where they can participate in the chat? Sure, if you'd like to watch the show, just head on over to armedamericanradio.com or .org. On the right-hand side of that website, you'll see the three little hash marks to open up the menu so that you can have the watch live option, the listen live option, or the podcast link. And you'll also have the shop if you want to head over there and pick up something nice and support the show. If you'd like to join our live chat, just head on over to your app store, grab the Telegram messaging app, create your profile, and search for Armed American Radio Conversations. Wow, bam, pow, zamo, welcome in. Guys, Brad Primo, CEO of Slingers. How you doing, my brother from another mother? Happy New Year, man. Yeah, thanks, Mark. Doing great. How you doing? I'm how you doing? I'm doing good. <laughs> Justin Moon, CEO of Car Arms. How are you, my friend? Looking forward to seeing you in a couple weeks in uh in Las Vegas at the booth. How are you, Justin? Happy New Year. Doing, doing good. Happy New Year. Thanks for having me. Oh, always. And we're going to get some predictions from you guys today as we head into 2024. This is the first opportunity we've had to get the crew together to talk about 2024. So it's going to be fun. Neil McCabe from RedState.com. Neil McCabe from RedState.com. Welcome in and Happy New Year, my friend. Happy New Year. And to uh, everyone, uh, happy Feast of the Epiphany. And the 12 days of Christmas uh, ended yesterday. It is that time of year. Guys, can you believe well, it's Throw away your Christmas trees. Throw away your Christmas trees and take down your lights. It's over. Yeah, with the Boston accent, it is. So, guys, this is just fun stuff because I was chilling out a little bit earlier today, and I, I'm a big fan of the old Twilight Zones, you know, and I was watching an episode, and I, I, I want to hear your take on this because it's kind, of, uh, it's kind of telling when you go back to the early 60s to where we are today. And how television 
was different and portrayed things differently. And it was a it was episode ten of season four of the Twilight Zone. And a guy goes back in time in a time machine to try to stop all these major events. He tried to kill Hitler. He failed. He tried to warn the captain of the Lusitania that they were going to be torpedoed. He failed. He tried to go back and warn residents in Hiroshima and Nagasaki, and he failed. And then he decided, I'm tired of all this. I'm just going to go live a quiet life in 1881. And he lands in a bar in 1881 on July 1st, and it dawns on him that President Garfield is going to be shot the next day. And the bartender serves him a beer, and a patron in the bar is watching him, and he's talking about Garfield, and he gets gets frustrated, and he leaves because he can't say anything about it lest he let them know that he's from the future and that wouldn't go too well. And here's what happened after he left the bar, the conversation between the bartender and the patron. Maybe he just don't hold with President Garfield. Maybe he's a Democrat. (laughs) Brad, I'm going to start with you. Maybe he's a Democrat. (laughs) Take it away, brother. 1963, man. Well, I mean, if only you can see what Democrats have become since then. Um, You know, I mean, that's that's real Twilight Zone, seeing what these people support and and, and what they want to call normal um, is most definitely the Twilight Zone. Great take on that, Justin Moon. It seems like Rod Serling had it going on back in 1963. Maybe he's a Democrat. <laughs> Justin, your take on that fun little clip. Well, Democrats have been making trouble for our republic for a long time. I mean, they're the ones who started the Civil War. and They ran slavery. They've done all the bad things in our American history, so... <laughs> think they're about they're onto something there they definitely were you know and it wasn't that long ago guys it really wasn't that long ago i'm trying to make myself feel better there neil mccabe from edstate.com when you hear a clip like that back from a twilight zone episode as politically plugged in as you are what do you think well, you know, of course, uh, there was a famous assassination in 1963 that had a lot, a lot to do with a lot of had a cataclysmic effect on uh people in Boston, for sure, and across the country. But I also remember when Saturday Night Live used to make, yeah, they made fun of uh, Gerald Ford, but they also made fun of Jimmy Carter, and they also made fun of Clinton. And and now they basically, now they make, if you make, instead of ridiculing Democrats, they ridicule people who ridicule Democrats. And that you could even see it uh, in these comedy, you know, they, you know, for four years, they ripped Trump, and if you said anything to him, they say, well, you know, we're here to challenge power. Well, they're not challenging power now, that's for sure. Yeah, it's interesting stuff. You, know, you go back and you watch some of this stuff and you listen to some of the takes. And I go back and I, I pay attention to, you know, uh, old gun smoke shows, uh, stuff like that. And the way firearms were treated on television versus today. If you, you, you know, you look, see the Toy Story movies, for example, Woody, the little goofy character puppet guy, you know, he's got a he's a cowboy. And what's his fav- What's his famous saying? You know, reach for the sky, and he's got an empty holster because Hollywood won't even show a toy gun in a toy puppet's holster. And you know, you go back and listen to stuff like that and watch stuff like that, and it's it's really interesting to see the difference from what was not too long ago. Justin, let me start with you. As we head into 2024, I haven't had an opportunity to ask you guys these questions yet, and I'm really looking forward to your responses. Just in 2024, 
Trump is clearly going to lock up the nomination in Iowa and New Hampshire. I feel certain about that. Not sure. There's reports out there that DeSantis may drop out. I don't take any stock in what the media is reporting at all. There's nothing but a bunch of lies. I think DeSantis is in it for the long haul. That's just my personal opinion. Uh, He will eventually lose that because Trump is going to lock it up. Your predictions, let's just start with the election. It's going to be a very volatile, I believe, a very dangerous year in America politically. How do you feel about 2024, knowing that Trump is going to lock up this nomination and seeing and hearing what Biden said, literally disparaging half the nation the other day at Valley Forge as he tries to paint the other half of the country as enemies of this nation? Well, you know, Mark, I, I hate to be a, a downer and be on, ominous, but uh, the last time we had the Democrats trying to uh, remove a presidential candidate from the ballot was Abraham Lincoln. And after Abraham Lincoln won, look what happened. We had the Civil War. So, I mean, you know, history history doesn't necessarily repeat, but it certainly rhymes. Yeah, you know, you're not being a downer there. That's the quiet part out loud that a lot of people don't like to talk about. So let me, Brad, let me phrase it off of Justin's response this way to you. Are you concerned about political violence when you hear Biden's speech the other day or just read snippets of it? It's very clear he's going scorched earth for the campaign, which is going to be literally disparaging half this nation are the democrats seeking or are they baiting the right or factions of the right to violence is that what they're trying to do because it seems like that to me i don't know necessarily doing that i I think you know if anything their calculation is that they can get away with anything they want to and, you know, this whole thing, this whole charade out in Colorado, moving Trump to the ballot, these other, you know, attorneys generals and whoever, other politicians, other states, you know, doing their, doing their duty to virtue signal and, and, you know, appeal to that loony left base, you know, trying to get them to move in other states. I mean, it's, it's not going to work. Um, I think a lot of this grandstanding for their own voters. Um, but I think, you know, in this coming year, what we're probably going to see, and I, I think that, you know, this is one of the things, me personally, that concerns me is, and it, it doesn't get a whole lot of, I feel like it doesn't get a whole lot of attention that it should, is just how dangerous, not just things in the United States, but how dangerous the world has gotten because of the Biden administration's weakness. If you look what's going on in the world and some of the actors that are starting to kind of reach down there and, and, and find their testicles and start trying to pick fights, these are dangerous, dangerous people in dangerous times. And we have an, an Alzheimer's patient at the helm. When we come back, we're going to continue the conversation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's going to be a good one. I can promise you. We're going to go in a lot of different directions with the Roundtable crew. We'll fit in as much as we possibly can. Buckle in. It's going to fly right by. We'll be right back with the gang.
It's Mike Gallagher wanting to let you know that the crew of the Desperado Sport Fish in Virginia Beach, Virginia, supports Armed American Radio and the Second Amendment, and I'm right there with them. Now back to Mark Walters. I just love Mike Gallagher. He's such a great guy, and I'm, I'm proud and honored to call him a friend, and I thank him for the rejoin. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate that. You can listen to Mike Gallagher every morning, 9 to 12 Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on the Salem Radio Network. Welcome back in to the AAR Ranch Car Firearms Group Studios. Mark Walter sitting in front of the six-hour platinum and powerful microphone. Hundreds of radio stations around the nation tuned in. It's all being brought to us today and every day by the great X Insurance. Let me jump over to Neil McCabe quickly. Neil, I didn't get an opportunity to get to you with that question about heading into 2024. I'm sure you heard Biden's scorched earth speech at Valley Forge painting half of America as enemies of democracy. We're going to hear this nonsense for at least up until November, first Tuesday in uh, in the first week of November. It's going to be brutal. I don't see anything that's, you know, I guess going to back them off of the direction they're going to go with the campaign. Am I wrong? And how volatile is this going to be as we go into 2024? And I'm sure your answer will invoke other questions for the group. Well, yeah, the, the, the big problem that uh, that Biden has right now is that, you know, for an incumbent to win, what you have to do first is very quickly fulfill your campaign promises, deliver to your base and the people who got you into office as much as you possibly can, as quickly as you possibly can. And then once they are satisfied, you then pivot to the people who are against you, and you then co-opt their ideas, embrace what you can, and you start delivering agenda items that your opponents are looking to do. And when and your base will basically, allow, if you have delivered to your base, they will understand and they will allow you to sort of move to the center. That's classic incumbent theory. What Biden has done though, is he delivered to his base, but he wasted the last year, and it's too late for him to pivot to the middle and start, like, for instance, he could talk about he could fix the border, or he could do something about China, or he could, you know, come up with national concealed carry with whatever caveats. But he, 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 he doesn't have time, and he doesn't have the political capital to get anything done. So what he's doing is he's doing the binary choice where he basically says, it's me or Trump. And that's a jump ball. And it could go very badly for him. And that, uh, you know, especially when you consider that Trump is a challenger, but he is a challenger with a legitimate record of accomplishment. And actually, because Trump gets credit for delivering to his base, as they certainly, you know, the whole DeSantis campaign was based on, you know, basically predicated on Trump didn't deliver to the base. Well, uh, DeSantis will be leaving the presidential campaign soon yeah. because the base is satisfied with Trump and the base will allow Trump to sort of be the statesman and president of all the people, which is sort of the persona that we saw, frankly, in the second debate in 2020. But we saw it with his sit down in Tucker Carlson and that. Uh, the Trump we are seeing in 24 
is is not a scary, angry guy like a chal- like a real challenger. He's actually Trump is actually running as an incumbent, and uh, it's not. It's, and so that's the, that's how the dynamic is uh, playing out I, as I see it in twenty four. Yeah, and that is a fascinating dynamic. Justin Moon, CEO of Car Arms, does either side accept the outcome in twenty twenty four? Just a, a quick question that comes to mind when I'm listening to Neil. Does either side accept the outcome? Well, I think if Trump wins, then the Democrats are going to do everything possible to prevent him from getting in control of the federal government. Because I think the real key to this is the is the is the Epstein issue, because most of the Democrats are clients of Epstein. So they know that if Trump becomes president, then they're going to be all prosecuted for being pedos. And, you know, I'm going to take it a step further. It's not just Epstein as well. Brad, let me let me kind of expand on Justin's answer. It's not just that. There's that, too. That's why Durbin was hiding that list, et cetera. We all know that to be the case. We've seen the names that are on the list, or at least a portion of them anyway. Lots of truth to that. But it goes beyond that as well. The deep state is at great risk, Brad, with Trump in office. He's going to dismantle it, and they know it. I fear for him, personally. Do you? And the first question, does either side accept the results? Kind of combine those together. I mean, uh, depends on how you define accept. I mean, you know, the the, the left, uh, you know, they didn't accept uh, George Bush winning in, in 2000. Um, you know, they didn't accept Trump, Trump winning in, in 2016. Uh, if you remember, there was a, a solid year of, of riots and, and political violence, um, you know, throughout 2017. Um, they, you know, picked up steam again in 2020 when they found, you know, their, their issue to riot over and, and commit violence over. Um, so, I mean, I think the track record is there for the left. They don't, you know, their, their whole, if you think about it, like their whole platform in 2020 and probably going to be going forward is give us what we want or we're going to torture the country. Um, that's what they did in 2020. Uh, they really didn't pay any, any price for doing it. So there's no reason why they wouldn't do it again. Um, you know, I think now we're starting to see, you know, starting to get some, finally, uh, some evidence and some, you know, more solid evidence that, you know what, there were some pretty serious shenanigans going on in the 2020 election. And it does look like there was some, some voter fraud going on, uh, at least in Georgia. And if it was in Georgia, it was probably other places as well. And so we have another problem of, you know, why, why would anybody believe these elections are, yeah. are legitimate at this point? You know, um, I would like to think uh, that, that we can get something done and, you know, the, the victory would be so overwhelming that, you know, it, it's almost unassailable. Uh, but I think that, you know, and, and unfortunately also, look, we're going to, you know, the, the right, what do we do? You know, if it doesn't go our way, we just go back to work. Right. I mean, that, that's that's what we do. Uh, we don't we don't throw fits in the streets. We don't sit in the middle of freeways. We don't burn down our neighborhoods. We all got jobs to go to on Monday morning. Um, it, you know, so unfortunately, if there is shenanigans, I hate to say it, but, you know, those of us on our side will probably just roll over and take it, to be honest with you. Oh, not me. I'm not me. I'm going to glue my hand to a Rembrandt painting, Neil. I'm going to glue my hand to a painting. Isn't that what the left does? Glue, yeah, themselves, to, glue themselves to some, you know, some roadside sign or something. Neil, what accomplishments can Biden be? Is what Brad just said. Very true. But what accomplishments 
can Biden point to to satisfy his base? An open border? A lousy economy? Let me just ask you this question, and then because we're getting ready to take a break. Inflation? High gas prices? What, what, can, what accomplishment? Electric automobiles that the manufacturers are saying stop? What accomplishments can he point to to his base? And side note from Brad, that victory has to be so big, it has to be unassailable. Will it be? Can it be? I'm optimistic. I think it can be. I really do. Neil McCabe with the answer to that when we come back. Then we're going to talk about the National Rifle Association, and then we're going to get predictions from the crew as we round out this show. We'll be right back. segment of Armed American Radio is being brought to you by Mike Lindell and MyPillow. Don't forget to use the promo code AAR at MyPillow.com. Welcome back. Yeah, MyPillow.com. The MyPillow slippers are saving me here. The temperature is dropping like a stone. It's right around 32 degrees. And um, boy, my feet were screaming for the MyPillow slippers, and I'm wearing them now. And now they're happy. Happy feet. Here in AAR's ranch, Car Firearms Group Studios, six-hour mic lit up for you. Visit all of our partners, please, at armedamericanradio.com. Pick up some Defender coffee. Buy your goat guns. I see people buying these things like crazy, and guys, i got to tell you, you're going to love them. They're very cool. Greg can attest to that. We've talked about them on the show many times, and we're going to continue to do so. These things are a really fun addiction and a really fun hobby. And, you know, if it angers Facebook, you know you got to have one, right? They're anywhere from 29 to 59 bucks. And they're way fun to have and to build. And talk about just some downtime and getting some really cool, fun stuff. Goatguns.com will do it for you. Heaven's Harvest has some emergency food supplies for you. Make sure to check them out. All of our partners, North American Arms, time for a new mini revolver. Car Firearms, Sig Sauer, do you have the new P365? Do you, do you have your Tommy gun yet from Thompson, from Car? I have one. Go get one. Visit all of our partners. And all of it is brought to you by X Insurance. Are you covered going into the new year? Likely not. You don't have what you think you have. Do yourself a solid. Visit xinsurance.com and check out their products. I'll be meeting with them again in just a couple weeks at SHOT Show. Great products. They cover me. They can cover you. Everything in your life. Xinsurance has you covered, including your freedom. Welcome back in to the AAR Ranch Car Firearms Group Studios. Let's continue the conversation. I want to toss it over to Neil McCabe. Neil, I asked during the break, or as we were going to a break anyway, and I can see you in the chat participating, and I love that. So if you want to watch and participate with the guests, you can do that. Brad's in there as well, as his mom is over there. Die, we love you, Mom. Uh, thanks for participating. But, Neil, the, the base, what, okay, what can, what can Biden point to that would draw independence, which are going to be key, always are? What can he show Americans that he's accomplished? I'm going to tell you now, nothing, which is why he started Scorched Earth, at Valley Forge, or at least right down the road from Valley Forge, Neil, what can he do? What can he show us? My base is uh, all those knuckleheads in the Armed American radio chat on Telegram. And uh, I love you guys, and a shout-out to you all. And that's – yeah, I don't know what people do during the commercial breaks, but that's where I'm hanging out. Um, but having said that, uh, Biden actually has delivered a lot to his base because – 
not not just the legislative account, like huge bills, like the Green New Deal. The Green New Deal, people used to ridicule it. That got passed, by the way. And they just called it the Inflation Reduction Act. Um, and so the infrastructure bill was passed with Republican votes on top of the Green, Green New Deal bill. Uh, they also raised taxes, and nobody seems to have paid attention to that. Uh, and so he's also opened the border, and the, left, the Democrats think it's hilarious. They think it's great. Um, and, and think about what we want from Republicans. We want Republicans, hey, listen, if we lose, we lose, but at least we want to see you fighting, right? So there is a fighting attitude in the Biden administration where they blow off subpoenas, they laugh at the hearings, they uh, and they basically they just do it. Basically, they're just jerks. And so that that speech that he did at Valley Forge, that was like crazy time. That was bonkers because, one, he didn't need to satisfy the base. If you look at the polls, the, the, the base is with the Democrats are with Biden. But if um, but what he needed to do was pivot and be president of everybody. You know, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, when he died in 45, Almost half his cabinet was full of Republicans because because just the nature of the office forces it forces the president to the middle. Um, And so Biden's made a a huge, huge mistake. Uh, This being on the attack is uh, against the MAGA Republicans and everything like that. He does not want a binary choice because if, if it's him or Trump, he loses. Well, he it's, it's what he needs to do is he needs to ignore Trump and he, he needs to talk about how we're going to fix the border, how we're going to get tough on China. He, take Trump's issues, repackage them as his own, and then leave, leave Trump just sort of standing on the sidewalk. It's uh, it, 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 it's he easy, can't. but not he everybody he can't. Well, the, the reason why they're not going to do it. And we've had this we had this conversation at the. So it was when the Obama guys were at the end, uh, they did the same thing. It's what I call the smash and grab. I think that the handle Biden's handlers, certainly Biden's not making any decisions. I mean, come on. Biden's handlers have decided the election is over. We're going to lose. And we have just got to slug it out as tough as possible. And we've got to grab whatever we can. We've got to smash the windows and grab the necklace and run like crazy. Well, and their so, constituents are certainly doing that in Democrat-run cities across the country. Neil, I, I'm going to stop you there because I, I've got a yeah. question for Justin. Justin, as you hear Neil talk about this, I have to ask you this. Are half of Ameri- is half of America that stupid that they will say, as Neil just said, he's already got the base, they, they're with Biden. I, I just paid $24 for a porterhouse steak the other day. My gas bill went from, and I put mine on that monthly deal to make it an even bill, average about 88 bucks a month. It's up to 181 a month now. I'm not happy with that. I'm not happy with paying 24 bucks for a porterhouse steak. My electric bill is through the roof. My car takes premium. Do I need to tell you about that? And what half of America wants a dementia-addled moron who we all know isn't in control? Is half the country that stupid, Justin? 
Well, you know, I, I don't think so. Our, our Americans are, are, are smart people. We're well-educated. We understand what's going on politically. I think about 70% of Americans are with Trump. It's, it's The only problem is that there's so much cheating on the other side that it looks like it's closer than it is. And the media is, is, is obviously portraying that. You're correct, and I, I'm with you. And I sense optimism in that answer from you that you might believe, as Brad relayed to us in the previous segment, that maybe a Trump victory might be big enough that it might be unassailable. Can, do you sense that that could happen? I do. Because I don't think half of America is that stupid. I certainly think that Trump could has a big enough lead that he can, he can win the election even with all the cheating from the other side. But I'm still concerned that even with 30 percent of you know, Americans on the radical left side, that they will push for, you know, either World War III or a civil war. I don't think they're going to go leave power willingly. Yeah, that's that's my concern. Brad, I, I'm, I'm with Justin on his answer there. I'm optimistic. I really, truly am optimistic that Americans are not that stupid and we see through the media garble. OK, I think enough Americans understand what the media is up to now. It's glaringly evident, Brad. And then, you know, I, I mentioned, you know, what I paid for a porterhouse steak. We're all in the same boat. All of us are paying the same thing. Some of us a little bit more, some of us a little bit less. But everything is up. Let's not even now let's throw in. Oh, and by the way, I also want to give up my guns while I'm at it. And by the way, I also want a weak American foreign policy where China and North Korea and Iran are running amok. I want all of these things to happen. Oh, and while we're at it, the open border. I love that. Brad, I don't see Americans falling for this, regardless of what the media is telling us. I think Justin is right that about 70 percent of Americans, you're always going to have that side of the base that is going to vote Democrat, period, because they hate Republicans regardless of what's happening to their own wallet and their own lives. Now, we're getting ready to take a break. Time is flying by. We've got one more segment. We come back. I'll throw that over to Brad. And then I want to ask the guys for some predictions coming up in 2024 and you know what we'll revisit that december 31st of this year and believe me when i tell you it will be here before you know it we will know hopefully we'll know who's going to be in the white house at that point and hopefully we know it's not biden but nonetheless we'll have fun in the next segment as we get ready to take this break we'll go and as i said we'll come back to brad with that answer for his answer to that question that i just asked armed american radio's monster cast one more segment to go here in a classic Armed American Radio roundtable. It's always a fun conversation. Visit all of our partners at armedamericanradio.com that make it all possible, especially as we head into 2024. We'll be back with the final segment right after this. letting you know that the Desperado Sport Fishing Crew in Virginia Beach, Virginia supports Armed American Radio and our right to bear arms. Now, back to Mark Walters. Ah, Sebastian Gorka, thanks for the rejoin, brother. Appreciate it very much. Looking forward to seeing you in two weeks in Las Vegas, where Sebastian also broadcasts his show. He'll be at the Shooting, Hunting, and Outdoor Trade Show. That's coming up quick. Good heavens. About two weeks away now. Good Lord. Time is flying right by. Welcome back in to the Car Firearms Group Studios. Six-hour mic lit up, X presenting all of it. Brad Primo, let's go back to you. 
throw us an answer, and then I want to ask about the NRA guys real fast and then get some predictions for 2024. Brad, the floor is yours. You know, you may just call me on a, on a night I'm not as optimistic as far as uh, the intelligence of the public. I mean, I, I just always think of what George Carlin said, which is, you know, think about the average guy and how dumb he is and realize that half the population is dumber than that guy. Um, <laughs> I remember you know, that. Old school yeah, laughs, right? <laughs> and, you know, I just there, – there's a lot of people out there, um, you know, if, if I'm not going to call them stupid, but they're just ignorant. They got their heads shoved so far up their uh, fifth point of contact that, you know, they, they are completely blind to what's going on around them. They can't see past their own nose. They can't see past TikTok or whatever it is they're watching. They really believe that, you know, trans rights are human rights, and that's the most important thing. Those are the most important people in the world, and that we need to reshape our society to accommodate, you know, perverts, basically. And, you know, they're completely ignoring everything else that's going on because they don't see it as important. It does not register to them that, you know, what's going on, you know, outside of our borders uh, directly because we have a feckless and incompetent administration in office uh, what's going outside our borders could very well have a drastic effect on our our lifestyle, our quality of life, what what the kind of the kind of world our our kids are going to inherit. And you know, what what I'm seeing is is that you know with everything that's going on in the world, um, you know, if if we don't get somebody in office that can reassert our dominance and actually realize and actually just outright say that American hedge money is good for the world. Um, and good for Western, you know, Western culture is good for the world and is a superior culture and is, is what has blessed the human race with ba- basically all good things that we think about, you know, representative government, you know, uh, capitalism, you know, modern medicine, like all these great things are a result of our culture. And if we don't have somebody in office that's willing to say that and, and promote that, then, you know, what are, what are we going to have left? And, you know, there's, there's too many people in this world and our country that, that just don't see it that way. And so, you know, I'm hopeful. Uh, I'm hopeful that, that Donald Trump's going to pull this out. I think he is. I mean, everything's looking like it will. I think that the fact that, you know, for example, my family, I'm a family of three. We're not, you know, uh, gluttonous people. We don't overeat or anything else. But my grocery bill is $1,000 a month. Oh, I'm right you there know? with you. Same thing. <laughs> you know, you know and I'm a family of four. Yeah, right. Just to eat, you know, and, and we have it better than a lot of other people. Uh, you have you have people that, that are doing things the right way and home ownership at this point is never going to happen for them because, you know, the, the crony Democrats and, and, and their elitist, you know, the way they conduct things uh, is putting, you know, the home ownership out of reach for people. And the danger in things like that is you have it's causing people to lose faith in our system and to just to make up their minds they're not going to participate. They don't believe in it. They're not going to, they don't, they don't participate in it. They don't think it's going to work for them. And that's what makes them super susceptible to leftist ideologies and communism. And I think it's exactly what they want. They're trying to break people's spirit and break their will. And, you know, we got to get someone in there that's going to put a stop to that. Yeah, social media is destroying the fabric of the nation. Uh, Neil, I'll go to you in just a second. I want to throw this over to Justin as a CEO of a major firearms manufacturer. Uh, Justin, let's jump over to the 1,000-pound, 900-pound gorilla in the room. Wayne LaPierre has resigned. Uh, Josh Powell has admitted wrongdoing. 
and settled with New York State. How do you see the NRA in 2024 with Wayne out? And I'll say this, finally, you don't have to agree with that. It's up to you. But I'm glad he's gone. How do you see the NRA? Is the NRA become a force to be reckoned with again, Justin? Well, we certainly need the NRA to be a force Agreed. to be reckoned with. We need it back in the game. You know, I know Wayne, so I'm not going to disparage him. I think, you know, it's about time for the, the guard to change. And he did a lot of good things to defend our gun rights. He did. And so I think if he, you know, if he sails off into the, into the night, then what it's done, it's done. I think it's all for the best. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. And I, as I, make, I want to make this very clear, ladies and gentlemen, I have no personal animosity against Wayne whatsoever. I've met Wayne myself. I know the new guy coming in, Andrew, very well. Uh, you know, and I wish him the best. I'm, I'm glad he's gone because the t- if we needed a change of the guard. Neil McCabe, I know you know the NRA and the inner machinations of the NRA pretty well. Are you optimistic that the NRA is going to come back a- as the organization that we need it to be? Yeah, I think they got to stop the bleeding. Uh, you know, and, I, and I'm, I'm glad they got this um, this settled before the end of the year and Wayne LaPierre certainly was in the middle of many tough fights. And, you know, there there were problems. There were strategic and tactical disagreements that I had with him. Certainly the NRA is responsible for not having national concealed carry reciprocity in this country. And uh, I reported on it and I witnessed it. And I talked to, I talked to the senators who told me how the NRA did it. Um, But, you know, but just remember, you know, uh, yeah, the, the new head of the Republican Governors Association going into t- the 24 cycle is Tennessee's governor, Bill Lee, who last summer called a special session for uh, red flag laws. You know, mm-hmm. so, you know, it's like, uh, you know, it's like we can't win for losing. It is interesting to me that uh, Elise Stefanik, who remarkably took down two college Ivy League college presidents. It was in less than a month. And, you know, we've, you know, people have kvetched about uh, the left controlling campuses for years. Stefanik actually scored a victory, uh, basically. And her husband actually works for the NSSF. And so I wouldn't be surprised if you ran into Elise Stefanik in, uh, in Vegas. I would love to. And I would love to shake her paw. She did amazing work. Brad, I'll throw it over to you. Does the NRA come roaring back? Got about 30 sure. seconds. I sure hope so. I mean, for for decades and decades, the NRA was was the best friend of gun owners. Um, you know, yeah, they don't get everything right. No one ever does. But you know, they they that organization struck fear into the hearts of Democrats. They struck fear in the hearts of Republicans as well. Uh, you know, they knew they had they better fall in line with the NRA, or they're going to lose their seat. Um, that was a very powerful weapon that we had as gun owners, and it'd be nice to get that back. Yeah, I don't disagree with you on that. Guys, let me take this opportunity to say Happy New Year again, and thanks to each and every one of you. We didn't get to all the predictions, but guess what? We have next week, and 2024 is just beginning. And guess what? (laughs) This week's news coming up will give us more to talk about. The content is never-ending. Neil McCabe from Pots Unknown over at RedState.com. Thank you very much. We appreciate your input into this program every single week. Justin Moon, CEO of Car Arms. I'm looking forward to seeing you and shaking your paw and giving you a big fat hug coming up in Vegas in just a matter of days. Brad Primo, CEO of Lead Slingers. Thank you for all of your insight and your wisdom and your sense of humor. We appreciate it on the show very much. 
Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to the Armed American Radio Network. I am Mark Walters, filling your prescription for freedom. We're going to get up and do this again tomorrow precisely because they don't want us to, which is why we're going to be here. And how do we remain here? With our partners. Make sure to support all of them at armedamericanradio.com. X Insurance presents all of this. AAR's MonsterCast closes out now, but as I said, we'll be back tomorrow. So enjoy your day, stay safe, and we'll see you on the radio tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in. You've just filled your prescription for freedom with Mark Walters, presented by X-Insurance. X-Insurance. On the Armed American Radio Network. Uh